Welcome to another episode of Viper Radio with myself, Future Bound. 60 minutes of the hottest and freshest DB around, and believe me, there's a lot on the show. Brand spanking new Echo and Side Track, brand new VOE, brand new Tantrum Desire, new TC, the list goes on. And later in the show, I'm also going to catch up with AMC, who's currently down in the Southern Hemisphere right now, touring New Zealand and Australia. So we'll be finding out what shenanigans Alex has been up to. And he's going to tell us about the next big project that he's been working towards. We've also got a brand new feature for the show called Future Fire, where I'm going to pick out the best new music that's landed in my inbox and on the Viper demo portal. And I've been set a killer, so hold tight for that. And as always, I'm going to open up the Viper Vault and I'm going to give you another Viper classic. But enough of the gassing, let's get involved and open the show with one of Viper's new signings to the label. This is the debut single from Black Crows featuring Mika Martin and this one's called Golden Youth. So let's go. I feel there's hope in the middle of all this disaster It makes you wanna drop down and cry but we just need some laughter We wanna slow down but we keep moving faster I know the question but we had an answer We live, we die We're holding on in overdrive The sin and our pride We need to hold it right to fight I don't wanna live inside a lie When all you want is the truth So all we have to gonna say goodbye To all day Oh, 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 
Keep dancing, keep dancing, keep dancing, keep dancing. 
Band and you're in tune to Viper Radio. I've just mixed you a sequence of heaters, starting with Wilkinson's Killer, Keep Dancing. Then I went into Metric's Cheeky Bootleg of Camel Fat's Breed. Loving that one. Big shout to Tom. And right now you're listening to Blaine Stranger's brand new single called Sirens, featuring voices on vocals. And this is out now on Viper. Gotta say, the last 12 months with the pandemic has been crazy bad. If there's one good thing to see from this whole thing is the amount of amazing talent that's coming out from the Southern Hemisphere, Australia, New Zealand. So many great artists coming and great to see the parties down there just ram jammed and going crazy. And Blaine Stranger hailing from Sydney is one of those artists who's really coming through this year. Him alongside Echo and Sidetrack over in Perth, Trey over in New Zealand, Lee Matthews, a new guy called Sol. God, so many. So big up the ANZ family. Really flying the flag for drum and bass right now. Future Bound presents Viper Radio. And keeping it down that neck of the woods, I'm going to play you something from another act who are starting to make some big moves in the game. VOE, who come from sunny Adelaide in Australia. These guys have got so many big things on the horizon. This is a brand new track called Come This Far, and it's forthcoming on Viper very soon.
slash Viper Recordings. You're listening to Viper Radio. Keep it locked.
Viper Radio. And I've just played you brand new music from Echo and Sidetrack. Something brand new called Connected. And that's going to be their next single on Viper. Loving that one. And following that, I've played you a brand new beat by Tantrum Desire called Extraterrestrial. Forthcoming on Technique. Big shout to Baseline Smith and all the Technique family. And after that, I went into a brand new Doster and Locust single, something called Dusk, which is out now on Viper. I really can't get enough of this. Loving this new direction from the guys. And then after that, I went into Culture Shock's Lush remix for Sub Focus's anthem, Airplane. Big shout to James and Nick. Loving that one, boys. And right now, you're listening to Deadline on the remix for Hailing, and that one is out now on Elevate. Futurebound presents Viper Radio. Right, it's time to move into a brand new feature that I'm going to be doing each and every episode on the show called Future Fire. And this is where I'm going to play you my pick of the many tons of demos from new artists that have been sent into the Viper demo portal. And if you're a new artist, we'd love to hear what you've been cooking up in the studio. And if you head over to viperrecordings.co.uk slash demos, you can submit your new music for us to listen to. But let's play you my fave from this month. And it's so good, it's signed and sealed and forthcoming on the brand new Viper Sound of Drum and Bass 2021 album, which is dropping end of July. And I'm going to be playing you lots of brand new exclusives on the next episode. But let's get to it and play this month's Future Fire, which is straight out of Austria, by a new guy who goes by the name of Phonetic. And this track is called Falling. Underneath your skin, 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 skin
Viper Radio. And right now you're listening to a brand new track from a brand new artist called Phonetic. The track's called Falling and this month, and that is this month's Future Fire. Can't wait to go through all the other demos that are on the Viper demo portal right now. If they're as good as that, they're nice. So let's switch the vibe and let's go into something brand new from Sub-Zero and T95 featuring Mad Rush MC. Let's go. Yo, so my selector. Like me saying at every rhythm. Push it up, two notches higher. With the people them desire. Yo, T95. Sub-Zero. Mad Rush MC. Yo, how the jungle is drama BS crew. Them check this one, yeah. It's a champion, link up champion finesse Show the whole of them, I'm bad at try test A big panting, this no push up on the chest Just so you can't step back on this way It's a champion, link up champion finesse Show the whole of them, I'm bad at try test A big panting, this no push up on the chest Just so you can't step back on this way
Operator. It's Viper Radio, and you're in tune to Future Band. I'm giving you the best new drum and bass on my radar right now. And right now, you're listening to a brand new thing called Operator. And I think it's time to catch up with the guy who actually made this record. Live and direct from New Zealand, A.M.C. <laughs> How are we, Alex? You good? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, really good, man. Really good. So you're down in New Zealand and Australia touring right now, mate, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're um, currently in uh, Queenstown. Oh, mate, Queenstown. What a place. Yeah, picturesque, mate. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's probably one of the greatest places on the planet for me. If you've never been to Queenstown, it's the place as a DJ on your downtime where you want to hang out. The best way of describing it is, I would say, it's like a nature reserve on steroids. <laughs> it's a very good way of putting it. You kind of, um, you realise how lucky you are to be able to do something like this, you know? Um, so, yeah, just constantly feeling like, uh, oh, this is amazing, but at the same time thinking, oh, I can't believe I'm getting to do this. So Yeah, yeah, totally, mate. But, um... I wanted to ask you, how was quarantine? How did you get on for those two weeks? Did you feel like you were going to go insane at any point or what? <laughs> because there's talks about me going down this year and um, I did wonder how I was going to get on for two weeks of quarantine. Well, my piece of advice to you, pal, is to bring as much stuff as you can to actually pass the time. And then that means anything from like, you know, everything that you need to actually make music and everything that you need to like just pass time. I mean, I wish I would have bought a PlayStation. I used to, years ago, I was like, many, many years ago, I used to suffer from like quite a bad bad anxiety attacks if, um, and this the whole quarantine thing suddenly brought that back um, I had a couple of rough days in there if I'm honest but listen at the same time it's like I don't want to sit here and say oh it's really tough you know because I mean I, 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 my honest opinion is it is quite mentally tough um, yeah listen man there's so many other people out there going through such harsher things than being stuck in a hotel room for two weeks it was really tough but the thing is, though, at the end of the, when the, the light at the end of the tunnel of the two weeks is everything that we've been going through in the two weeks since we've actually been out of quarantine, which is actually like doing proper gigs and traveling around and seeing places like Queenstown, etc. So yeah, I mean, like the good comes with the bad. Um, but I, I do remember actually when because uh, uh, I managed to me, Brucey, uh, Inja, and Benielle, we were all on the same flight. So we all got stuck on the same bus and we all ended up getting put into the same quarantine hotel, which was slap bang in the middle of Auckland, um, like the centre, like the CBD. Um, and um, yeah, I felt I kind of felt a bit bad for Turner, to be honest, because he was on a different flight and he got shipped out about three hours outside to a place called Rotorua. Um, so yeah, he was, he, was, he was on his J's, which was tough. Oh man, that's brutal for Turner. But at least you're all together now, right? So that's all good. But um... yeah, no, nah, man, it was, it was it was tough. But yeah, it's the same. As I said, like the 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 positives were like when we came out, and <laughs> I remember the first the first person I saw was Brucey, and I, it, was, it was a we had a proper hug out. So yeah, it was like you know. So when you were in the hotel during those two weeks of quarantine, did you kind of like just get on music production? Did you hit the gym? Do you, I mean, what 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 you do, man, to kind of just get through those two weeks? Are you able to kind of see like the likes of Benielle and Ninja and hang out as well in the hotel? Not really, but yes, kind of. So basically, like for us, it was a, it was a little bit better actually for where uh, Turno was because in Rotorua, you like your outdoor exercise area was like quite large, whereas ours was basically like a. To to explain, it was more like a, like a smoking area outside of a club. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we we kind of saw each other a bit, but I mean, for myself, yeah, I threw myself into working out mixes for the tour. Um, and it got, then it got to, it got to the point, though, pal. After about a week of doing that, I was just like, I can't be asked to do music anymore. 
and then <laughs> like, I, I, burnt, I burnt myself out in a week uh, but then there you can basically so there's no gyms in there obviously and you've got to stay in your room for as long as you possibly can. there's no gym oh man that would send me crazy though uh uh-uh, uh nah yeah, but this is this is another uh, piece of advice. Uh, if you're staying in Auckland or anywhere down there, there's a company called Mr. Rental. So basically, you call them up and you're like, oh, "What have you got?" And so I had I ended up having an exercise bike in my room. Um, I know others that had like weights and bits and bobs that they could get. Um, I rented a PlayStation as well, which really helped for the last week, if I'm honest. Um, Inja bought a skipping rope. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's just anything to pass the time, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I think it, it, it helped though as well that, that like I was going through it at the same time as like all of the other lads because then we had like a WhatsApp group that you know we were kind of helping each other through it. Um, so anyone who's just been like kind of doing it on their own, man, I feel for them really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was the first thing that you did as soon as you got out of there? What was the first thing you did? Where did you go? Where did I go? Do you know what I had? Um, I had a hotel uh, down by the harbour. Um, it was one of the Hiltons. Yeah, I went to go check in and they turned around to me and asked me whether I was a Hilton, oh, I don't know, Hilton member or something. Uh, and I'm always one of these people that like like signs up to all these things because I'm like one of these point hoarders, you know? Like, yeah, I think if anyone's like a, a, a touring artist, that's what you have to do, isn't it, really? Yeah. So anyway, they, when they asked me, I was like, I'm not sure, but they looked my name up. Turns out I was, and turns out I was a silver member. So they ended up boosting me up and giving me an upgrade. And then I had like a harbour view and everything. So nice. Listen, mate, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll happily admit that, like, uh, bro, I literally got into my room, looked at the harbour, I burst into tears. Wow, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I couldn't believe what I'm doing, like, you know, like... It was... Oh, mate, yeah, totally, I totally get it. Um, yeah, I mean, just the feeling of, like, being locked up for two weeks and then being able to interact with humans, going out to get a, have a beer. <sighs> yeah, that must have been just... The, the relief must have been incredible. No, no, exactly. But the thing is, though, the, the, it was just the, the feeling of being able to actually go out and do these things. And, mate, there was, like... There's no restrictions down here. Obviously, they did have restrictions at one point because you do see the signs, etc. Every now, every, all around the place, like two meters distance. But no one, no one actually bothers about that anymore because they just don't have any cases down here. Mm. So it's like, I mean, I even even when I was coming in on the coach going to the quarantine hotel, I'm looking out the window. I'm just seeing people with no masks on and they're all like gathering together outside bars and stuff. And I was like, what is this place? <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. I mean, that must have been surreal coming over from Europe after what we've been through. But, um... Yeah. So, mate, you've got out of quarantine. You're about to play the first show in over 12 months. Were you feeling rusty? How did it feel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%, pal. But, I mean, I was, um... Luckily, we had about a week uh, in between us getting out of quarantine and then going to the first show. And um, I got a bit of this guy up, his name's Jack. He runs this place called The Residency down in um, just outside of Auckland. Um, and I just I found him on Google. Uh, and it's like a studio you can rent. So I rented it for about two or three days and went in there and practiced my heart out, basically. So uh, Right, so, so he had all the, all the decks set up and stuff and you were just kind of, you were just jamming there for a week. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, yeah no, it really helped. Um, but yeah, once again, though, pal, the minute I stepped on that stage when, I was, when we did the first show in Hamilton, <laughs> yeah, it was mental. It was like, yeah, the heart, the heart I mean, obviously, the likes of ourselves, we've all been like DJing and doing like tours and shows all over the world for like like thousands of times for years, and it's like six months out, even a month out. You can you can feel like you know your foot's off the gas, and you know you need to be you know on it, you know. Yeah, 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 hundred percent, man. And as you said, um, things are different when you play in a club mm. to when you're playing at home. And do you know what? Oh, 
I've missed it so much. <laughs> like, yeah. the vibe is different, obviously, but like, even just coming down to things like, you know, particular mixes that, you know, you'll put together for um, like a stream or something. Uh, yeah, they like, it's a stream mix, isn't it? You yeah. know, like, it's some of that isn't going to translate into a club. Um, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I like the live streams because you do get a chance to kind of go on a bit more of a journey with with, with what you're doing and stuff. And um, but obviously, when you get out there in the venues and stuff and, and the shows, it's it's a bit more full on, isn't it? You know, the roar from the crowd is just it's something else, isn't it, man? It's just you can't explain it as an artist, mate. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, yeah. I can't explain. I mean, yeah, as I said, the the, the the first ten minutes of the actual first show was a proper learning curve. Um, I immediately found out things that weren't working and things and what the crowd was particular after. And suddenly you just, after the first 10 minutes, you just like, there's a switch in your brain and you suddenly go into auto mode and you're just like nothing ever happened prior to, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, God, it was such an amazing experience, pal. <laughs> oh, mate, sounds epic. So how many shows you, you, have you played in New Zealand now and how many more have you got to do? You're going to Australia as well, right? Yeah, do you know what? I've got... <laughs> Uh, in total, there's 14 shows I'm doing down in New Zealand, and then I'm doing about five or six in Australia. Right. So it's like it's about it's about yeah, it's almost it's a 19 show tour. Um, nice. Which is a bit much. And yeah, and if I'm honest, when I when I was halfway through quarantine and I'm getting like these anxiety attacks, I'm thinking, fuck, I've bitten off too much here. Like, am I going to be able to do this? The minute you get out of there, I'm just like, oh my god, give me more. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, there's a lot more time to think when you're in quarantine in a hotel room on your own, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, exactly, yeah. Possibly, probably too much time to think. And that's, I think, one of the actual things that ended up really getting to me is that the constantly, it's just literally you and your brain, you know? And like, like that can just drive anyone nuts. They're really good, though. I mean, they actually do talk to you. I and mean, there's, there's nurses there and everything that help you through all of this as well. And they were telling us, oh, yeah, look, it's quite normal. It's called the four wall syndrome, etc., and all of this kind of jazz. So, uh, oh, really? So, so they actually have nurses on site? just to kind of help people yeah yeah to help you get through this stuff man because i think like obviously like we were maybe myself and all the others that were kind of suffering a little bit in there mm. were uh, weren't the first people to be suffering in there you know so the things that we do for music alex <laughs> i know it's crazy isn't it you know yeah it's bonkers mate you know what we, we came out of it though and we were like oh i'm never doing that again but do you know what since i've been out here two weeks i'm like well do you know what i could, I could i'd do that you do it all over again right yeah, just to be able to do this, you know. But I mean, I, I, I hope to God it doesn't become the norm. Mm. Yeah, because it does suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time, man, I mean, this is why I find it really difficult. I mean, obviously, I've changed since so like I've come over here. But I used to literally rock up about ten to fifteen minutes prior to my set, only for the fact that if I went up there, if I got to the club about an hour before or two hours before, mm. mate, I'm clucking to get on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like, and I can't. I'm, I'm scratching like you know. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, obviously, I did try and change that like aspect of the way that I normally turn up to clubs when I came over here because I was like, look, I want to experience this. I need to feel this properly again, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, in the first one, I came, we, we turned, turned up a little bit early and like Turno was smashing it. Um, and then Brucey came on and everyone's singing the lyrics back to them and there's just massive roar and the system was banging and uh, Benny L came on and just ripped the place to bits. Um, 
Yeah, it got to a point where I just like completely forgot that I was supposed to be coming on after him, you know? So Yeah, yeah. I remember when they had the earthquake in New Zealand Christchurch. And Christchurch used to be like the epicenter for the drum and bass scene down there, you know? When that went down with the earthquake, it completely flattened the city, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? And um Mitch told me eighty percent of the of the city got flattened, mate. I remember going back there a few le- years later and it was just decimated, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was a post standing up in, in the middle of a, a car park or, or a building that had been completely flattened by the earthquake. In the middle of the rubble, there was just this post standing with a big poster saying Matrix and Future Bound on. Um, so that was, it was really surreal just to see that, you know? Wow, how surreal is that? Yeah, it was crazy, yeah. Fuck, um, but what, what I was going to say is that like New Zealand's D&B scene and, and whole clubs scene just kind of like really took a knock after the earthquake you know what I mean so to see those guys right now yeah and the way that it's just elevated and going from strength to strength it's just it's amazing man you know they they deserve it they deserve everything they're getting right now for that and so many other reasons you know like it's not just because of all the bad luck they've had in the past but it's also because of all the time and effort that and the love they put into the music that you and me have grown up doing Mm. man so like the yeah, I mean, like, it's all for them, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Christchurch is an incredible place. And the Kiwis are such beautiful people as well, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They're so, yeah, so yeah, friendly, yeah. so outgoing, and just, you know, just that they love a, a good party, you know? So it's. They do, yeah. And it's kind of funny because, um, oh, I don't know, basically everywhere we're going so far, it's either me or Turno that's going to. We were like translating for Benny L because he's so South London. <laughs> <laughs> Like they don't quite understand Benny sometimes, you know. And uh, I don't know, my 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 London accent's disappearing over the years, so I'm sound. I'm starting to sound more and more Aussie. So, <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, I mean, look, you know, I'm from the heart of Liverpool. I mean, I've got like, oh yeah, you must struggle to fuck out here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like over the years. I do know what you're saying there because like. And, and I do get it over time. You, uh, you just because you're traveling so much and kind of speaking to so many different accents and different languages, you, you, you kind of loosen up and become a bit more Queen's English, don't you? You know what I mean? Oh, wait, I'm terrible. Jeez, I'm like a sponge, right? Like, you, you stick me in front of those people who are talking in a particular way for a week and suddenly I start sounding like that. I hate myself <laughs> for it because it must be so embarrassed. I get so embarrassed, like, you know. Um, I can't wait till you come and stay with me for a week in Liverpool then, mate. That's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a car crash, pal. <laughs> I've actually heard your Scots accent, mate. It's it's not bad, you know. Basically, every time I see you on the road so far, it's always like I come speaking to you in Scousey and then you're just talking to me like you're a Londoner. It's like, it's brilliant. <laughs> Wait, so I mean, yeah, over the last say ten years, obviously your your DJ career has gone, you know, it's elevated and, and gone from strength to strength. It's really great. You've won two DJ awards now. Uh, best DJ and stuff. Am, am I right saying that or is it more? I don't know. Um Yeah, just those. <laughs> Um, so I mean obviously you're a producer as well and people obviously see from the outside looking in it looks like you're more of a DJ that's that's what's driving your career you know what I mean and that's what was always about that's what I've always been a DJ before a producer do you know what I mean but I got in when I got into producing it was part of me for the challenge but also a part of me to like okay I need to start producing now because otherwise I'm not going to get the shows I'm not going to break through do you know what I mean was that the same thing for you? Oh, 100% pal. Um, it was a mixture of, look, I, I was one of the last ever probably artists, I mean, actually tell a lie, there are still some that are actually breaking through as just DJs, which is great. 
I mean, it's great to see that people are still breaking through as DJs, but I did feel like, you know, I felt like I was one of the last ever like lot to actually get that lucky like break um, and come through as a DJ. But yeah, as you said, you get to a point and it's just like, I can't go any further with my career unless I start making the music itself. Yeah. And also, at the same time, it was more about, look, man, I just, all of my tunes, I don't make music, I don't make music to make music as in like, you know, oh, it's enjoyable for me. I do enjoy it, but literally, bruv, all the tunes that you ever hear that have come out from me, I've made them to fill gaps in my sets. (laughs) Right. You know, it's all weaponry, you know, like, and I, even down to the point where if I've got a mix and it's been going really well, but it's getting a bit old, you know, but the main tune that is part of that mix still needs to be in my set somewhere. I will get that tune. I'll throw it into a project. I'll take the bass out of it altogether and I'll write my tune around it. Right. Okay. That's interesting so, to hear that. So, but yeah, I mean, if I, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it is an example. Have you, have you always done that, Alex? Or is that something in recent times that you've started doing? Good question that I, was like, I can't tell you when I started doing that I think it was just out of pure frustration of not being sent the tunes that I really wanted to play <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like well you, you're not going to send me this stuff but then I'll make me own you know like um, uh, but yeah there's um, I think alright put it this way there's a, a good example right and you're, 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 people might end up clocking this because when you mix some of my tunes with other tunes, you might actually find the tune that I actually built that tune around and they become like massive call and answers. Okay. You know, like one that's doing say, you know, so when the other thing's doing, well, um, like, uh, you know, the Me and You remix by Dirty Phonics? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you mix that with my tune called Lookout from my Energy LP about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. It's literally A to B. You, me and you are doing something Lookout does the other yeah it's like bam 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 that's a really interesting thing that you, you've just told us about there you know what I mean that's um I know no, mate I'm, I'm, I'm fully open about all of that man because at the end of the day I mean I do like writing music but I don't sit down there I don't sit in the, in the studio and just go right okay let me write this piece of music because I've, got, I've been given this vocal or uh, let me write this piece of music because like I've got this idea in my head you know I, so, so the records that you're writing Alex they're straight up for your DJ sets yeah oh 100% yeah yeah all of them yeah i mean that's why i don't really go over i when i do my albums like my next album that's coming out it's called void lp and it's out in um october of the first i think so you've got another album ready to go already yeah oh yeah man i like most people like i'm i had, I had plenty of time in 2020 so um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i finished the album um and uh yeah there's the sample is coming out every month until october um, but yeah, there's plenty of like. So you, you've done the track with Terno called Voyage, which was great, man. I love that tune. You've got you've got another one that's about to come out called Eject, right? So what what's this leading to? Is this obviously you're doing like a single campaign that's going to be leading to, to a, a new album? I take it then, yeah. Yeah, Eject's the first single, man. Um, Eject came out about a week and a bit ago. Um, Operator's the next one that's coming at the end of May. And then what I do is because obviously like it being like. 10 tracks of just all really in your face kind of music i don't really want to release all of that all together at once because it's just way too much like you know um so i i i I drag it out as long as i can and if i'm honest pal because i mean i don't understand i get i get frustrated when i see like a really amazing piece of music right a collection of music even and it comes out and everyone's like yeah that's a great album i love that album and then a month later it's like oh when's your next tune (laughs) it's like I just made an album, you know, like uh, so. That's why I that's why I stretch it out as long as I can. So we've got five samplers from the album that are coming out like month by month until the album drops in October. Right. So yeah, yeah. 
and, and that, that allowed that allows basically the five strongest that tracks from the album to actually have their own particular airtime and concentration from the people that like might like it yeah yeah no, absolutely yeah yeah I, I, I know i know it might it's a bit easier for me to do that because obviously like it being on titan my label i'm able to do that and plus also like for the last three and a bit years there hasn't actually been any other artists on Titan apart from myself. It got to a point where like I was losing, I lost a lot of like staff, etc. And um, yeah, it just got to a point where I was just like, I've got to make a decision whether I actually try and keep pushing and plugging along with this, or I actually be a little bit selfish and just like focus on my own career. And mate, since I did that, things have gone like tenfold for me. So, well, that's that's the thing when you're doing a label properly and you've got other artists on the label, you have to be prepared that you know it's you're gonna have to put a significant amount of time into those artists amongst many other things, and that's gonna ease into your own time as an artist yourself. Exactly, but that's why you need to have a good team behind you like you do, and I did. But then I lost them and then it got to the point where I was at a crossroads whether I could either try and find a new team or do my own thing and then that became well let me do my own thing I mean I'm not saying that Titan will never come back because it might do it might get to a point where I'm just like right I can't be asked to make any more music so I'm just going to keep signing it now but yeah I mean geez listen man I was always looking up to you in terms of the way that you run Viper over the years and like you were the, like without obviously asking you which I should have done really but I mean um, without asking you it's just like oh well what did what did what did Bren do you know and it was kind of a bit more of a yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah. I like mate, my door is always open to friends, you know. Oh, I know, I know. But you and me, mate, the minute I start asking you a question about like music, we'll end up talking crap for the next hour and a half or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, or usually I'll pick up the phone. Hey, Alex, how are you getting on? Yeah, and then you start speaking Scouse and then the phone goes down again. Laters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. It's cool. I'm so bad like that, pal. But, um, wicked, man. Well, listen, Alex, it's been awesome to catch up with you, mate. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I wish you all the best for the tour. Take care, bye. Future Bound presents Viper Radio. Right, let's move into the last segment of the show. I'm going to play something brand new from TC. Something called Extra Dollars. And this one bangs.
Of course. Some say it's a tumor. Others, a giant ache. And still others say it's the sucarat. A sucarat? It's a new kind of animal to me. It's a famous jungle demon. It tears living animals to shreds. Brand new beat by one of our latest signings, Black Crows, straight out of Holland. I so can't wait to drop this on a system. The track's called Jungle Demon, and this one's going to be forthcoming on our brand new Sound of Drum and Bass 2021 album. But we've come to the end of another show. Hope you've enjoyed it. And it's time to open the Viper Vault. I'm going to play something by B-Motion, his debut release on Viper back in 2014, and this one was called Something Something. Still sounding really fresh. But until next month, stay safe, and I'll see you then. He thinks he's a jungle animal. Instagram forward slash future bound Viper. Viper Radio.